It's the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet. Sportsnet 960 in Calgary and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee for the next hour as we open it up throughout the National Hockey League. And uh, a couple of days ago, their biggest story was in Winnipeg with two guys signing big contracts. Then today, it's what happened to the cup contender. And Mm -hmm. for many Stanley Cup favorites, the Edmonton Oilers, they just didn't lose. They got embarrassed last night. The Vancouver Canucks, 8-1. That is the Oilers' largest margin of defeat in a season opener. In It ties... Do we have, do we know when, when the last one was? Yeah, it's uh, 92. 9-2 versus the Flames, they lost. 91-92, and that was like right yeah, around. Different they era. lost Gretzky. scoring peak. Gretzky yeah. was gone. They were all gone back then. Yeah. Uh, did the Leafs lose by a touchdown last year? Like, that's a lot of goals for a great team to lose by. Uh, boy, I can't help but make that about goaltending. Like, I watched enough of that hockey game. It's just impossible for me on this show. You know, we're hearing about Jack Campbell went to a mental coach to learn to get over the tough ones and move, turn the page to the next play. You know, he's not through two periods. He's wearing a ball cap and right back where he started from. That has to feel pretty concerning if you're an Oilers fan. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I think one off. I I think the Oilers and the Leafs kind of mirrored themselves a little bit. If you were going to question anything on both these clubs moving forward to try to win a Stanley cup for the first time in what a gazillion years in Canada, then you, you, yes, you had some questions on goaltending, but both blue lines were one of those. Maybe they need another player or two to, to really solidify it. Okay. At home came in and and we know it, it it went up a notch, Mm -hmm. but Watching last night, you got to think maybe it's it's still not enough. And for me to sit here and say it, it was Jack Campbell and Skinner who also gave up four goals, yeah, uh, would not be telling the whole truth. I, I think they I think they leak they leak in the back end uh, defensive hockey and 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 gaps. And I think uh, Brock Besser's one goal where. Uh, uh, you know, it was a great shot, no question. But I think they're late on some of their assignments, and mm-hmm. they give a, they give they give their opponents a little bit too much time to tee it up. I mean, Besser scoring four times. For the record, I am Team Besser. I've written about this guy's shot. He is unbelievable finisher when he's on. But yeah, I, I see your point that that is a problem on the back end. The first goal is a, a, a Pedersen sauce. That's like neck high that lands on Garland's tape that Kulak is waving at on the way back. You know, they definitely you can put some of that on the back end. To you, does it say more or does it say something about the Canucks to you, not just the Oilers here, that this team is maybe more competitive this year under Rick Tockett with yeah. Lafferty, you know, with a couple yeah. of changes? Well, the one thing that stood out real fast in this game was Demko. Yeah. A healthy Demko. Is who, by the way, puked in his mask and was pulled at one point because he was sick. I guess later in the game. Anyway, carry on. In the game when he did play, he was wonderful. So I throw in the that's puke tidbit. Did I step on your point? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's gross. That's so gross. That's, uh, puking in your own mask. No, oh, he's up a notch for me now. <laughs> yeah. 
He's puke proof. Yeah, there you go. He feeling bad. He hung in there. Played but great. That, that's where I think if Vancouver comes in and they know they're they got their challenges this year, you know on any given night that this guy can give you a chance to win. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, it was okay. That's one of the reasons you believed in what the Canucks were, that this guy was going to be a Vesna contender. The Canucks are interesting because everyone, you know, myself included, has kind of written them off. But if you squint, they have enough elite talent. If, you know, if all those guys hit their ceiling, Demko's really good. Besser has a great year. JT Miller scores. Pedersen last night put his chest through Cody Cece yeah. in a way that, well, I think you said charge. Bit of a charge. Bit of a charge. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> You're just playing? No. Charge, charge for me or Ryan Reeves, not <laughs> yeah. not for Petey. Okay, Petey's allowed. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they have enough of these guys, Quinn Hughes, obviously, that if those guys are all going, mm-hmm. you surround them with okay players, you got a chance every night. So maybe the Canucks, you know, good start, get some good vibes going under Rick Tockett, who I believe his quote was, we're not ordering any rings yet. Um, uh, did you watch that first shift closely where McDavid came out and speaking of big hits out of superstars, uh, hit uh, Heronic on the wall. Wow. He smoked him. Like yeah. it, it, it had purpose. The hit had purpose. It had meaning. It had, boys, I'm serious this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not wasting any more time. We're not wasting any more time. It was a statement hit. It wasn't a goal. It wasn't a, a dash down the middle of the ice. Uh, uh, middle of the ice. It was a hit. Yeah. And I think it was one of those that... Where, where Connor made that conscientious decision, if I go out there and do it, it it should send a message to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it it blew my mind that it just it just seemed like it, it it fell by the wayside. And one guy that really disappointed me last night was Evander Kane. Yeah. He was horrible. Quiet. And that's a guy that should have completely followed up McDavid's first shift. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he ended up with, minus four, I think. And he, he, that should have been a, a Vander Kane type of game last night. Yeah. Well, it is, it's not, it's one thing to go out and lose in your first game. Yeah, dash four. But it's another thing to not really have that sort of response where you're like, okay, this team is really miserable about the outcome here. Um, but I do feel like it's the NHL. Connor McDavid is the guy, you know, the sled dog out front pulling that machine. I can see us two months from now looking back and being like, remember when they got filled in against Vancouver? Like, sometimes you just have a weird night. So hesitant to draw massive conclusions aside from good from the Canucks being ready. I, I do feel bad for Jack. I was, Last year I was a bit rude about it. I was saying, oh, you know, it's... Uh, if I'm but, Jack Campbell, I would rather you be rude about it yeah, than I pity me. I, well, <laughs> you know? I just, I do feel bad. And watching him... That's the way I've been playing <sighs> Oh, that clip is tough. But do you think that last night, like, can you almost brush it off, or is it's is so this bad one of you those? can? I think you can. I think you just go every everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. We need to start over. Yeah, just move on. <laughs> there you go, Jack. Just <laughs> said it. Like maybe not even watch the game tape. Just start over. Eighty-one game season that never happened. Yeah, but who do they have next? Let's find this out. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd be incredibly worried if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan. After and there was, that. like, I guess there's Skinner's good of, enough, but there's man. enough of the game left where Skinner should feel just as equally bad. Oh, yeah. Right? They were both 12 goal or 12 saves on 16 shots. Both of them. Identical. Yeah. Which I don't know the last time I've ever <laughs> seen a goalie pulled 
and then the second goalie come in and, and also just be equally as bad or feel as, as equally as bad. Yeah, the, it's the, very rare. The Canucks power play scored three times, threw some screens, like tough night for the goalies, yep. but yes. Yeah, Good night for Calgary great. though. Yeah. With a big win over Told Winnipeg. You guys, I'm, De- I'm, decided, I like Calgary. Decided uh, in the last uh, minute and a half here. What are they doing with Lindholm? Like, how good is that hockey player? Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to play hardball with this guy? Goal. Yes. Uh, Go to the net. Wins the face off. Yeah. And then he's the first guy on the four check, right? And then starts the play and then finishes it in front of the net. And he's been a part of what, you know, people called the best line in hockey statistically when it was Goudreau, Kachuk, and him. Like, was unbelievable yeah. line. Yeah. Every line he's on is so good. And they don't have a ton of superstars. Like, you, you want to hang on to this guy. So are you quibbling over .5 here or there? Like, unless it's just that he doesn't want to do it. But uh, The line, I think, with Manjupani and uh, Huberto, uh, six points. Huberto missed an empty netter, though. But whatever. You've got to help her on he that. He did. He <laughs> banked I, it off the post. That's one of my teammate. quiet, weird obsession guys that I love so much is... Huberto? I love Huberto. I also do. Oh, no, and no, I meant... No, you love Mangiapane. Yeah, he said Huberto, and I'm like, a, yeah, I love All right, him. let's go to one of our favorites <laughs> over the last few years on the Real Kipper and Born show. Let's welcome in Steve Aliquette, former NHL goaltender analyst for the New York Rangers on MSG, teeing up the Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres. Valley, what's Boys, going on, my friend? Look at this Except guy, live and in person. <laughs> now, we, we were told we were only going to get you voice only, but uh, here on the network, you're uh, as beautiful as ever right now on our screen. I'll tell you what, fellas, uh, that is no easy walk from Grand Central during rush hour today. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. I barely made it. We almost lost somebody on the train, train car three. We had a medical situation. I just came in here with my hair on fire, so let's get to work, fellas. <laughs> Typical New York City. <laughs> yeah, just another yeah. day, man. Just another day. Okay. Um, w- let, let's start with your, uh, uh, you know, the team that you follow and watch on a daily basis, the New York Rangers. Everybody, uh, if, if we talk about favorites, we just talked about the Edmonton Oilers, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, to start our show. The, the Rangers should be in that mix, correct? Yeah, look, I think that when I look at cap friendly and what teams are spending and what teams should be in the mix contending right now, I'm looking at 10 teams, you know, guys, like I think there's 10 teams to start this season that legitimately think they could win a Stanley Cup. So what happens between now and March and you get into the trade deadline and will the Rangers add again? They have the last two years, but in the last two years, the players proved that they deserved to get help. And that's where they're at right now. This roster is better than it was at the start of last season. I think they're locked to make the playoffs, but Carolina and New Jersey are a step ahead of them, in my opinion. You know, you look at this team's decor, and decors have won Stanley Cups in recent years. This group is right there. Lindgren, Fox, Miller, Truba, Schneider. Like, they have a really good decor and have a chance to win. So what you need then... It's some secondary guys to break out. Where is our boy Alexi Lafreniere? What are your thoughts? Is it going to happen for this kid? Do you want this to be my last time on your show? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should ask a different question. There's a lot of controversy, Borny, right? Like it's, it's touchy. It's um, you want to see him just take it. And Will Cooley came in and had a training camp where I remember talking to Scott Gomez about this because Gomer He made the New Jersey Devils as a 19-year-old when everybody had to go to Albany. 
And I was like, Gomer, how did you make the Devils that year? He's like, are you kidding me? I should have made it as an 18-year-old. And I was like, no, seriously, you know, what, what's the deal? What happened there? And he said, no, I went in there and I said, make them keep you over and over again in my head. And he said, it went to my legs. It went to my hands. Like everything I did, mm-hmm. I felt like they saw me out there and I made an impression. And I haven't seen that from Lafreniere. And I don't know why he doesn't have more urgency and and then what it does, Borne, is it makes you think, like, did this guy have a good summer or not? You know, and you you don't know. I'm not in the trenches that way. I'm not in the room, but it looks a certain way. And now he's hearing footsteps because I'm telling you, this Will Cooley kid, I mean, if Labby wants to play him the way that he uses Wilson in previous years, you know, this is a kid that can play that big, heavy game. He wants to get in on the forecheck and hit. The Rangers, they were 30th in the NHL at getting chances off the forecheck last year. Laviolette really? loved chances. Yes. And what's worse is they were 32nd with only 79 rebound chances all year at five on five, at five on five. So, like, if you want to build a team with an identity, and Laviolette was the biggest signing the Rangers had this summer. Um, I played for him twice. I played for him in Providence after he won a Calder Cup, played for him in the Islanders, and... I could tell you what, man, this guy, he wants accountability from day one. He's going to set the culture. There's no BS. Guys are going to get sat this year. And if Laffy plays like he did last year, he'll be watching from the press box a lot because what flew last year, um, it wasn't under my radar, but it, it was allowed to slide. And the way I always look at it, and I'm sure you guys agree with me, hockey players crave structure. And there just wasn't enough of that last year. And I'm sure that Laviolette's going to come in and, have a really important first few weeks here to start the season. We're talking to Steve Valaket, former NHL goaltender and uh, covering the Rangers on MSG. Uh, the hot debate, Valley, is whether or not this guy deserves his spot in the lineup tonight or uh, face him with some tough love. It's apparent that he doesn't have the... He didn't have the training camp that he deserves his spot. How how hot of a debate is it amongst Ranger fans whether or not spotting him a, a spot with the likes of maybe Panarin or Heedle is the right thing to do? It's the topic, right? It's what everybody's talking about. In fact, it's a bit of a distraction, you know? And, and if I'm talking about what hockey players crave, you know what hockey players hate is being a distraction. And... I'm sure that he feels like all eyes are on him as he walks into the building tonight. And how is he going to perform on the second line? Um, Will Cooley is a natural right winger. And if Lafreniere can't make it work on line two on the right side, there's now Cooley and Blake Wheeler that would be very quick to fill that role if he can't do it. So there's a lot of pressure there, but the expectations have been mounting because it's getting late early for him in his career. It just is. And uh, he's got to make it happen. If he can't, if he can't take a step here, um, it's going to be a big distraction for the hockey club this year. So, you know, among the reasons the Rangers, you, you had them as a definite playoff team, and, and I certainly do too. And one of those reasons is the goaltender. Obviously, Shesterkin is an absolute superstar for them. I'm curious your thoughts on what it is with these Russian goalies. Sorokin is another guy who's top of the league. Vasilevsky's top of the league. Like the handful of guys that are the best are Russian goaltenders. What is the theme there? Is it a stylistic thing or what am I missing? 
Well, what you're missing is, no, I was there for two years, Borny, and, and what you wouldn't know unless you're there is how much we're on the ice. Yeah. So they paid me a million bucks when I was there. They got every dollar out of me, okay? <laughs> on the ice four hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'll tell you what my daily schedule is like, and this is no joke, and I saw it with the 12-year-olds and the 13-year-olds that were also there, and they're in the dirt doing lunges, and then they're on the ice. But a typical day in Russia, you stay on the team base, you come in in the morning, you have breakfast as a team, you're on the ice with the goalies for an hour. You have a short break, half the team comes on the ice. Another hour, short break, the other half of the club comes on for team practice. That's another hour. We rest at the team base, come back in the evening for specialty teams. I'm on the ice four hours a day in Russia, Brutal. and it's more, it's more ice time. And when I was there, the reason why I was there was because the goalies were awful in Russia. At the time, and I'm talking about the uh, right after the 0405 lockout. And the reason why I'm playing in Yaroslavl at that time is because the goalies were all playing like street hockey goalies. It, it was really bad. And then they purchased, from what I understand, the curriculum from the Swedish Elite League goalie coaches that really started having some on ice curriculum that made sense. The Russians, they then instituted that. They have the right people working on skating. And to answer your question, it's movement, the way they move in the crease is better, more efficient at tracking the pass, letting the pass come across their body, get their head over the leading knee and go. There's no cheating in their drills. In North America, when I go to see goalie school goalies, and I think this is why we're not producing them, it's because they've been too cookie cutter, very good in drill work, but not being able to move the way the Russian guys can in the games. Shesterkin, if Jog my memory here, uh, Valley. Shesterkin did not get off to a good start last year, but really settled in in the back half. Uh, can can the Rangers make some noise if that happens again, or uh, are they going to be in the mix with the likes of Pittsburgh and the Islanders and Washington in this Metro? Yeah, look, the way I look at it too is, and we know when we try and pick who's going to make the playoffs and if we say it's going to be same as last year, Islanders, Devils, Carolina, Rangers. Every, every year there's a surprise, right? Every year. So one of those four teams isn't going to make it. I don't know who's going to get in, but the way I look at the start for the Rangers, it all hinges on Shesterkin's performance. The reason why he wasn't at Vesna caliber last year was because he allowed 17 bad goals last year, whereas the previous year he only allowed eight. It's a difference in save percentage from uh, 916 to 920. Because, look, as a goalie, when you give up a bad goal, do you know what that means? It means that i got to make 10 more saves to reach 90%. So he would have had to stop 70 more pucks last year to be a Vesna caliber guy or at least be in the mix as a finalist. And that's where he kind of missed the mark. And I think it was when you give up a bad goal, it's because of focus. It's not ability. It's focus. For a guy at that level, it's focused. So where he was on the goals that he allowed that were what I would say bad goal, low danger goal, those were all focus goals. They were from distance. He's stopping all the good ones because he's so good, and then he was giving up some of the weaker ones. But I think the weight of the expectations to do it again last year threw him off of his mark, and he just wasn't himself. This year, he better be ready to go in the beginning because – Laviolette's going to change the neutral zone structure. There's going to be a, a little bit more of an impl implications into left-wing lock. He's going to change the way that they play in the D zone. I think it'll be more man-on-man -man when it's in the higher ice and then down low layers. There's going to be some thinking there, and Shesterkin's going to have to bail them out. 
how many times will he have to bail him out? Listen, I, Jonathan Quick, we could talk all day long. Hall of Famer, potentially. No problem with having yeah. that debate. But uh, it can, can, can Jonathan Quick play and, and win still in this league? Or uh, what, what's the number for Shesterkin this year? 60, 65 games? Well, if it is, then you're not a Stanley Cup contender. You're just not. You can't. And um, I looked at this yesterday because it was interesting. Backup goalies, they have to deliver collectively as a group 25 points for you to make the playoffs. 25 points in the standings. Great stat. Uh, last year, last year, four teams didn't do it. Uh, the Islanders lost in the first round. Sorokin had to play a lot. Colorado, first round loss. Now, Dallas was the outlier. They went into the conference final. But if you remember Ottinger, he was not himself throughout the playoffs. Right. He pulled three times in really bad starts. He had a lot of blow-up games. I think he was like an 894 in the in save percentage in the postseason. So one thing we haven't seen in the last 20 years is a goalie play over 60 games and win a Stanley Cup. Um, I think we've seen it actually once. It was Marc-Andre Fleury uh, in his first cup. But we just don't see it. And a lot of that really does fall. And I remember Henrik saying it last year, Halak started the year last year, 05 and one. And Henrik said, that's putting a lot of pressure on Chesterkin. Mm-hmm. And I look at him. I'm like, I didn't know the way I played, put pressure on you. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. I was just like, I just I'm doing my thing. But he's like, no, because now I gotta, I gotta get wins every start. And there's more pressure on me. And uh, Halak turned it around. But at the end of the day, these guys have to deliver whatever it is. If it's Louis Domingue and quick, uh, Garan's a really good prospect coming out of Hartford. Collectively, as a group, they got to bring home 25 points. Valley, I know we got to let you go in just a sec. So, a quick one from me. We've been talking about the Oilers and Jack Campbell. Um, you know, while we have our premier goalie analyst on the show, quick thoughts on Campbell. Can he salvage his time in Edmonton here, you know, after how it started and how this season has started for him? Uh, I'm going to shift here to analytics a little bit. Uh, we started this year with uh, a new page in our app, and it's a silhouette of a goalie and where he gets beat. Now, don't think of it as where does it go into the net, but at what point does it go by the body? Right. Because sometimes it can go through the six or seven hole and still end up in the upper part of the net. Well, that's not a high corner shot. It went through him, but he was out so far. Where I'm going with this is it's really interesting to see what goalies are getting beat over their gloves, under their gloves. I'll tell you this. If you're pre-scouting Jack Campbell right now and you're not shooting under his hands, you're not doing your homework because nobody allows more goals in the NHL under their hands than Jack Campbell. And if anybody knows that, then look out. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't see it's turning around because it's it's there's Jack Campbell and save percentage, and then everybody else from worst to first. And uh, I think it's an important way to look now at integrating analytics on how the goalies are allowing the puck to pass them by. And for Jack Campbell, it's, it's under the hands. And if you're scouting that, especially with, you see goalies a lot of times now have their glove hand fingers up and they go early to protect up top. And now righties are really zinging them underneath the glove. Well, that's, that, that's the type of chance I'm talking about. Just, just quickly here. If, if, if you know it and your website knows it, how does Jack not know it? And how does he not just drop his hands a little lower? He's got a higher clear sight. Uh, because 
Because uh, Edmonton's not a uh, client yet. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. It's an advertisement. All right, we'll leave you on, right. on that hey, I'm note, not coming man. on the show, and I'm not bringing anything here. Come on, boys. <laughs> Valley. Thanks, Valley. Always, always bringing it on the Real Kipper and Bourne show. Thanks for doing this, man. Have a great call tonight, the Rangers and Buffalo. Hey, welcome back, fellas. Great set. Yeah, thanks, thanks buddy. Pal. Look at uh, the heat he brought he's today. He's awesome. Campbell, under the gloves, 25 points from your backup goalies. Yeah. The Rangers were 32nd in rebound chances created. He's got. Yeah, him and Mike McKenna are my two newest favorites. Buddy, we got Ralphie. We got, yeah. we got goalies. We got Kelly Rudy. We got goalies. Um, I love the video aspect of the guest boys. This is, what a treat. That looks, I mean, and what he's wearing the <laughs> sickest suit I've ever seen. It really helps. Yeah. Or having, yeah, just jacked amber and well-suited yeah. uh, Valley. Good yeah. start. Our next guest on camera has got a lot to follow. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, of goalies, uh, Corpus Allo mm-hmm. made his Ottawa debut, mm-hmm. and they seem to have been hanging in there pretty well against the Carolina Hurricanes. And I don't know if you caught those two goals in the I third did. period on Corpus Allo. Yeah. But they were stinky. Mm-hmm. They weren't good. Nope. And I'm, I, I did go on record earlier saying I'm not sure about Corpus Allo. I'm not sure if he's the right guy. At the end of the day, what did you think about uh, five years at $4 million per? They gave him $20 million coming off of uh, a short stint in L.A., but mm. remembered most in Columbus. Yeah. Did you did you see? I remember the, him against the Leafs. Did in you Columbus. see the Shea goal, the Brady Shea yes, goal? Did, yeah, he actually took his glove hand and tried to go across his back body. catcher style, trying Bat- to frame a pitch. Like yes, Kirky. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And I'm yeah. like, well, what's wrong with your blocker? Yeah, but I just thought it was really not a great goal and. You know, again, okay, I get it. Game one, jitters, maybe some nerves, new uniform. I get it. I've been there. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of pressure on this guy to deliver in Ottawa. Yeah, five years, a lot of years. And, you know, you're looking at the Jack Campbell contract. And, it, listen, it's really tough for NHL goaltenders to or to predict what they're going to be. You know, $10 million bucks to Bobrovsky in Florida, and you give big tickets to guys that, that just haven't panned out. You don't want to give any goalie a big deal, I feel like, these days. And, yeah, Corpusalo, they're just looking for steady goaltending. He doesn't have to be elite, but that was not steady. You know what I am sad to admit? Hmm. Timmy Stutzla is a hell of a hockey player. Oh, dude. <sighs> Almost no one I'd rather watch in the league. There's, he, like, McDavid. And that McCarr. contract starting this year is 8-3 until 2031. And he's going to get 100 points a year until 2031. Yeah. He is Lying that goal he scored. I mean, classic Freddie they, goal to let in uh, on the sideboards, but like flying. Yeah, they're they're another team. It's imperative that they get off to a good start here. Sense? Yes. Oh yeah. Why and, do you think? Well, f- well, first of all, it's rather strange that Josh Norris isn't there. Uh, the feeling is the is, Ottawa Senators think he's fine. Is it he's, salary related, or you, or he doesn't feel fine? He doesn't feel fine coming oh. off a, a shoulder surgery. Okay. That uh, he he's not a hundred. He doesn't feel right, and he's looking for more definitive answers. This is such medically. a short conversation. The player doesn't feel ready. He's not ready. Yeah. Well, there's some people in Ottawa that think he he is ready and he should play. Yeah, so well, this one. Good luck with that. This one's <laughs> interesting. And the other one in Ottawa. Before we move on, yeah. is 
the lineup with 11 forwards last night. No Shane Pinto. Can't get Shane Pinto signed. Can't which get him It's reported signed. that they have an agreement, basically, and that they just can't they afford him. move money. <sighs> yeah, it's strictly. And Ottawa's not the only team that are battling. I think L.A. last night had 11 forwards. But you're starting the season, and you're you're shorthanded. And there's there's, there's some heat on Pierre Dorian right now. Kip, for, for not having his lineup They're in a close ready. game last night, and they only have 11 forwards. They're without a guy who scored 20 for them last year. They can't fit in the cap. They're paying Matt Murray $1.56 million to not play for them. They're playing Bobby Ryan $1.8. they are playing Colin White eight eight hundred eight hundred seventy five. Bobby Ryan how much? $1.8. they are wow. paying Michael Del Zotto $750. Yeah. Like, they're paying a lot of guys, yeah. and they can't fit this guy in. Of course there's yeah. heat on the GM. I mean... And this is... You know, where, where's that new heat with a, a new owner in Michael and Lauer? Yeah. And goes, Sorry, Steos, Pierre. who's coming in as president of yeah. Hockey Ops. Like, So they're looking to move the Joseph contract is kind of what it they sounds are, like. But, uh, and, and he can move it, but he's, he's got to throw a sweetener. He's got to What's throw Joseph in, make? He's got to throw in the uh, Kyle Dubas sweetener to Carolina to get rid of Patrick Marlowe. I mean, Joseph's making three. He's making 2.95. Oh, and everybody I knows I like him, it. by the way. I like Joseph, but Yeah, but three he's is... got three more years. Does he not? Yeah. Oof. That's a big number, and I don't know. What do you think that would be? A first or second round no. or sweetener? No, he's a good player. He's young. He's But nobody has any money, money. Money. Well, no one has money. No one's can the, the cap. Everyone's capped Listen, out. Well, I bet you people are saying if you retain, and he's going, I can't. I'm retaining yeah. on three guys. Yeah, it's like I have retained... Yeah, Bobby Ryan <laughs> retained out. Um, ready, boys? Ready. All right. It's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Play responsibly. We were talking to Valley about the Rangers today. Um, I was looking at the teams that are going to get to 100 points. The New York Rangers are even money to get to 100 points. Do you think that they will be up there this year? My answer is more commentary on the division than the Rangers, but yes. Okay. I think the goaltending and five D-men plus Eric Gustafson that are extremely good, yeah, I think they're going to get to 100 points. Uh, I'll take the under. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I think that uh, I think there's just something not right in the mix here, and I don't know if it's... going to ask about Panarin. Kako or Lafreniere, but that this thing, this thing has a chance to be a a distraction as Valley just absolutely um, nailed uh, in, a, in our interview with him that uh, I, I don't know where it ends up. Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Is there another Does he is end there up a chance in someone swoops in Montreal here? Montreal or something? I, Valley threw it out there. Is it an off-ice issue? Mm. Uh, did he train properly? Is he Is he coming to work prepared the best way that he can? Like... That to me is is something that that can not derail a whole season, but can certainly drag it. It's crazy. Like he's been healthy. He played seventy nine two years ago and eighty one last year, and he's got you know nineteen goals and sixteen goals. Like it's not like he's yeah. nothing. You know, like he's twenty two. He's six one and one ninety something. And nothing irks the boys in the room more when they see someone get something that they don't deserve. Are you the talking contract. opportunity? Or the contract? No, maybe a contract, maybe ice time, mm-hmm. right? Maybe a, a top six line. But 
that 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 will never that will never uh, fail in terms of a team feeling like a team when everybody feels like everybody's bringing what they need to bring to the table and it's not given. Mm-hmm. And right now there's a lot of people saying Lafreniere not only doesn't deserve to be in a top six to start tonight, he doesn't deserve to be in the lineup. It's crazy. That is nuts. He's still so young. Um, like, yeah, sorry. Oh, go no, ahead. no, I was just going to say like oh. the amount of buzz that he had. And like, you remember the world juniors that year, he was unbelievable. Uh, he just felt to me like a two guy, even yeah. if he didn't score a ton, you'd love him. Like, yeah, and last quick one, their opponent tonight, the Buffalo Sabres, Paige Thompson. I thought his goal total was pretty high, 43 and a half, and the over is a favorite. Yeah. So you think over. Yeah. Tage is an elite, so you, elite So you don't think scorer. last year is flashy in the panty at all? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I don't know what his total was last year. I'm going to find it here quick, but uh, I have Tage as a 50-plus goal guy this yeah, year. Yeah, I... I somebody asked me I think uh, last week on a on a podcast how many fifty goal scores will there be this year mm. and I think there's a chance for ten or something uh, I don't ten's a lot it does seem like a lot yeah after I said that but <laughs> if if it's six or eight I Tage Thompson's the one of the first names I would say that has a legit a legitimate shot. At 50. Yeah, you're McDavid, Matthews, Dreisaitl, Pasternak, Rantanen, Thompson. You know, he's in a handful Connor Bedard. of guys. <laughs> Maybe on the outside well, looking in. All right. You know, so, Kry- uh, Chris Kreider's yeah. done it. Yep. That was Game Time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion on Owen Power, who signed a huge deal that I didn't expect probably to a little later, and that was coming off, of course, Darlene's $88 million contract and where are the Buffalo Sabres heading starting tonight. That and more when we return to The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we heard from Steve Valaket earlier in the program teeing up the Buffalo Sabres to face the New York Rangers just to follow up on the Owen Power contract. $8.35 million for seven years. And how many games under his belt, Sammy? Not many, less than 100, I think. 87. Yep. 87. Yeah. Six goals in his career. So most guys have to wait those seven years to hit pay dirt. He gets it coming out of college with that very helpful burn of the first year of his deal. That's the key, right, guys? You come in and you play one game at the end of the season and you burn a year off your deal, and now you're in a position one year later to negotiate this type of contract. It doesn't happen for many. And it's the best thing to ever happen to the Buffalo Sabres. This is an absolute win for them. 
they keep a guy who's going to be one of the, in my opinion, one of the 10 best, five best D in the league, uh, you know, for eight some million dollars is a pair with Darlene. I love power. I understand, you know, frankly, he's maybe going to be worth as much as Darlene for a lot of this contract, but you're not buying as many UFA years. It's not quite in, in Winnipeg in terms of getting people to go and stay there, but you get to keep them for seven years. I love this contract. This is just, yeah. I, I mean, if you're hedging, it's, it, it's hard to think that you can have more of a sure bet than this guy. Yeah, he you, is. You watch him. Six skate. foot six. The way 35 he points at yeah. age 19 like or whatever it was. He's, he's headman in waiting, isn't yeah. he? He's a stud. It's a, I, know, I, I didn't know that players were allowed to take team-friendly contracts. It sets them up to win for a long time. <laughs> Not used to that. Sam somehow Not, saw this contract. Uh, right back to Toronto. Away for you, Sammy boy. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, this guy signed long-term for a decent number. Instead of setting the NHL record for every contract. That might be an RFA record. He's taking a ton of dollars. Let's give Kevin Adams at least uh, an acknowledgement for being very aggressive on this. Yeah. Right? But how can you, like... Ottawa's done this too, right? But but both perspectives. They're an awesome deal for the Sabres. But if you're Owen Power, that contract is put in front of you. It's like, well, yep. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard hard to turn down. How in the hell am I not going to sign that contract? It's Shifley... Looking at uh, yeah. his eight plus, he's like, "I'll sign on the moon for that." Do you remember they also signed that Samuelson in yeah. uh, Buffalo last year for a fairly big ticket? Yeah. We'll pull that up pretty quick here, but um, this is a very big defense. Yeah, it's a big team. Their best players, Tuck is huge, Thompson huge, Dylan Cousins, Cousins. large. Yeah, like they're. I'm very. I'm a Sabers guy this year. I'm. You know, I, I think they're going to be a really good team with Levi. Or Eric Comrie. Levi. That. Levi's the guy. Yeah, do you not like trying to get to Do a you rookie? not buy into that 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 uh theory that goalies really need to start coming into their own when they're twenty five or twenty six? I the best don't. this guy on uh, uh fast track here, can he come in and, and mm-hmm. give him Fifty games. I thought last year maybe Buffalo could have been more aggressive about filling out their team and making a push. They ended up a point short of playoffs. Yeah. And if they had had some semblance of goaltending, they probably would have got there. I don't love that they're trusting it to Levi and Comrie. I don't. He was born in the year two thousand one. Who? Comrie. That's not. That's young. I I hear great (laughs) things. I graduated high school in two thousand. I hear great things about (laughs) Levi though. In terms of his prep, you ever watch him uh, in between? Commercials or face-offs? Oh yeah, does he? Oh, he goes through a routine. That's right. I have where it's like like a meditation, like I've never seen before. Yeah, he he legit like meditates. I don't. Something's going on. Goalies, man. The weirder my goalie is, the better. Absolutely agree. You know, like Hellebuck, the whole eye thing that you see him doing. He's not afraid to put himself out there. Bassy looks like Frankenstein. Yeah. And, like, you just you want your goalie to be weird. And yeah, you don't need some handsome normal goalie. You've no. got no chance. <laughs> Zero chance. And he does go against the grain as he's not 6'3 or 6'4. Yeah. Okay. All right, maybe the goaltending would be an issue. I'm going to bet the over in a lot of Sabres games that's, this year. That's the game. I am really looking forward to watching that game tonight. Rangers, Sabres. Yeah. Uh, appointment viewing along with Atlanta and uh, the Phillies tonight, too. A little baseball action. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You like the Connor Bedard... First NHL goal? Loved it. I love this kid. I am all in on him. I just love the way he plays. I was flicking back and forth with the Leafs last night watching wow. him play. I and, love him. And they and the Chicago Blackhawks lost uh, Taylor Hall. Yeah, uh, I think they announced week to week. 
which means Man, four Hall, to six Hall weeks. Hall has become that guy that just can't be in hockey games. It was an awkward, weird one. Like he was, was falling and Carlo kind of was going to hit him, but he fell and he kind of went back on his knee. It was not a yeah. pretty I think collision. it was another 21 and a half minutes for Connor. Good, just play oh, him. Oh, yeah, just play, play him. Till he falls. <laughs> He's amazing. Kip doesn't yes. like it. He yeah. is legitimately going to be a top 20 player in the league this I, year. Just play This him. year, you think? Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. I'll watch him all night long for sure. He has. But I the, just want to make sure that they, 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 they protect him a little bit here. Yeah. You know, the whole injury hurts him in a lot of ways. You know, one of them is that you need guys to work with for elite mm-hmm. talents. And he, the Hall's a guy who's been there. This Blackhawks team is not exactly talent laden. And he was one of the guys that was going to insulate him a little bit. If he becomes, it gets to the point where he's on an island, it's, it's going to hurt him, Kit, playing 21 minutes a night with no support around him. So let's see if he can get through these, these first, like, 10 games. It's kind of like the uh, playing a tough golf course with a tough front nine here. If he can get through the first oh. nine, 10 games. I thought was, maybe they'll send him back to, uh, to junior after the 10 games. If he gets through the first nine or 10 brutal games here, he'll be all right. And did you see the ESPN graphic they flashed up? Yes. How many goals he's behind? Wayne. They put up Wayne's number and they put up Bedard with one. I thought it was hilarious. Start the chase. Where's David Amber? Get him yeah. on. Get him on it. <laughs> Seven games on tap in the National Hockey League, including uh, the Stanley Cup finalists, Florida Panthers, and the Minnesota Wild. The Wild in to play the Leafs Saturday night. So, not much talk about the Panthers. No, I was just going to say that. Right. I mean, is it a foregone conclusion they're going to make the playoffs? No, definitely not. Really? No. I mean, the, their goaltending can be a wild card. We know it got hot in playoffs last year, but, you know, do you, looking here's their D pairs on. Well, they're injuries. They are. They're hurt. Right. But it's still Gustav Forsling, Ekman Larson as their top pair right now. Mikola, Kulikov, Larson, Larson going to be Alan their best defenseman? Uh, no. They reeked for a lot of the year last year. Yeah. And they got hot after... Poor old Paul Maurice was screaming bloody murder up and yeah, down the bench the Toronto in Toronto. Moment, yeah. And then they turned him around and they came in here and slapped the Leafs up pretty good. So Beat the Bruins, yeah. slapped Did up the Leafs. Bobrovsky do enough in the spring that you go, he's he's money now. No. It, with, I think if you're a Panthers fan, it's frustrating because you know he can be that. So is he not trying? Is he not committed enough? Why has it not been there in the regular seasons? I don't know. I think he he got over a hump. Yeah. I think you last think he'll be year. Good this well, year? listen, I, I I don't know if he's gonna how many games he can steal them, but I think that I think that, that level of frustration that they had in the first what, three years of his deal, I think it's subsidized a, a, a tad last spring. I think so too. Hey, I have something I want to ask you about, Kip. So in a group chat watching Ryan Reeves last night. Yeah. And, you know, I get the message that like, oh, Reeves better win the next fight or whatever. Like, you know, his three-year contract, he gets beat up in his first fight, whatever. And my thought was just like, yeah, do you need to win the fights? Isn't the idea that you're one of the few toughest? Do you need to win fights as a heavyweight? No. I agree with you. No. Well, listen, I mean. You need to show that you're willing and will make someone else fight. You don't want to. The only thing you want to make sure is that you're you don't get hurt, which mm-hmm. unfortunately unfortunately I didn't take my advice on my last game of my <laughs> well, career. You got through a lot of your career right? doing that. Uh, but the other one is that you're you, you you didn't embarrass yourself and you didn't embarrass the team or the organization. Okay, yeah. if you end up on the bottom, the bottom the bottom line was 
a guy like Ryan Reeves goes in there and he creates something out of nothing. Yes. And that was the original hit. Mm -hmm. The hit to me was more important than if he ends up on the top or the bottom of a pile. Same. And what happened? Uh, Jack Guy ends up with uh, a two and a 10. Yeah. And your team's off and running. The building's awake. You got a ripple effect through your bench. You've done your job. Done your job. And when you're out there and someone's running their mouth, you can stand there like Luke Shen did for the Leafs last year ah. and say, okay, just you got to go through me. That's the role of Reeves. It's not too, It's not the UFC. You don't have to win every fight. No. You're not moving up to no, the next title. And no, one's, listen, no, no one's claiming that Ryan Reeves at 37 is still the heavy, or was or still is a heavyweight champion. I mean, that's just for people that, have nothing better to do to have a conversation. Well, they can debate it. Right? That's a fair conversation. Debate that. Jack Eye might be Jack Eye six to me that conversation. Do you realize yeah. how big Jack Eye is? To me, that conversation is right in there with the goal song. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just Who's useless. The guy in the league. Useless conversation. You, you, know, you know why I kind of feel right? like it's a bit useless is I don't think Wayne Simmons lost a fight as a Toronto Maple. No, he beat the brakes off like, pretty much everyone. Yeah, he fought. but the point is that it didn't matter. Like, we can he, we know, can he, we can definitively have sit here and go okay. In my era, who scared me the most, <laughs> right? Was yeah, the there, Gillies there, there, jersey behind yeah, me? Is yeah, that on yeah, the list? No, no, I, I missed him. <laughs> missed I era, missed yeah. him. But it's not hard to say, okay, I, I, I go out of my way to avoid Bob Probert the most. Yeah. Okay, that's... Tony Twist. Second. <laughs> 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 Maybe <Yeah>. tied for first. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, but he, there was a class of guys that you knew. You're like, I don't want to deal with Reeves, this. Ryan Reeves, all he has to do sometimes is just also have the threat of going out there. That's what it is? It's the nuclear option. Somebody and just make somebody aware that you're on the ice. Sometimes his job is done if he can just get a defenseman to try to pass a puck a, a split second earlier. Love that and and cause. A bad pass or turnover, and, and that's why you finish every check. Those are the, the ripple line. effects that sometimes people don't see. Well, look at Camp last year in the playoffs after Gudis blew him up. He didn't. He looked over his shoulder every time he had the puck God, for the rest that of the hit series. Was mean, it was five minutes after the whistle, and he <laughs> ran through, through the end boards. Two minute minor. They didn't give him a penalty. Yeah. No penalty. Was there so, no penalty on no, that no play? Penalty. No, oh, that was a crime. How, how many true guys are, are like that in the league? I, in my area, we had three or four. On every team. Mm -hmm. Now, is there one or two on every team? Some teams, not really. Yeah. And well, the Leafs haven't carried one, unless you call Simmons that. But, yeah. Or Clifford. But again, I don't think they were in that class of guy. They were like tough, yeah. middleweight yeah. guys. And I think that element is a very important part of our game. Yeah. And Tom Wilson. Um, Marcus Foligno. I mean, there's a there's still there's Delorier. still guys. Delorier, Delorier fights yeah. everyone. Janot yeah. fights yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. Janot. Like, they're 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 guys. There's just not as many. But mm -hmm. trust me, teams are looking. Oh yeah, right. They're looking. I don't know if how many are developing or God. If I was a young kid right now in junior and I had potential to be that guy, I make a lot of money skate fast be in the right spots show you're willing to just hit people yeah just run around and just be a dick <laughs> i will say that is a difference between uh gregor and aston reese here in toronto when we're watching those like gregor ran into a bunch of guys not impactful but just finish every check yeah. make him move the puck quicker mm. 
Yada, yada. You know what's going on in this building right now? What? A 25th anniversary party for Sportsnet. Oh, yeah, I saw this from 4 to 6. They wanted to make sure you weren't there. We get an email like yesterday. (laughs) If you're not doing anything, come to our 25th anniversary party from 4 to 6. 401 to 559. We're on the air from 4 to 6. Is that a... Should we take that personally? You should. If I'm not mistaken, have you not been here for 20 of the 25 years? Oh, I was, more? I was day one buddy. Day one. Day one Me, Darren Drager, and Greg Millen starting our first NHL game on October 9th, 1998. Yeah. Philly versus the Islanders. I'd like to pull up the first broadcast and Oof. see how that went. I should have wore a diaper that night. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I would have back then said, 25 years later, you're going to be on a show with, you know, a couple of knuckleheads that you'll, couple you, dorks. Uh, you've never heard of, and, and you're going to do this for two hours, yeah. I would have told you you're crazy. Yeah. Well, no chance. Not to blow too well, much smoke, but it is an honor to be on here. It with is. Me. It's by ridiculous the way, I'm here. A- as your reward, go up and see if there's cupcake scraps left. <laughs> crumbs. Yeah. Save the, us crumbs. Knowing the people in this building, All no right. chance. Nada. Just like that, the show's over in two hours. And just like that, 25 years for Sportsnet. Coming on. We're back again tomorrow on the Real Kipper and Born show. Our thanks to Mr. Valaquette. Uh, Always does a great job. Steve, thanks. Appreciate it. Enjoy your game tonight and enjoy the seven other ones on the National Hockey League scale. Nick Kiprios, see you tomorrow.